welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. This week, the Fall Guys are back in a spectacular season full of mayhem and madness as the game enters its brand new free-to-play era. We'll take a look at all of the new levels, but first, we have a Nintendo Direct Mini that had way too much to just be called Mini. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. Tell me what you're looking at right now, friend. From what I thought the initial take was, was it's just, oh, this is just the pre-order time frame for the Glover physical copy from Limited Run Games. For oh, N64. No. Yeah, like probably like an N64 version, but no, no, no. You know, you gotta read the fine print. You gotta just read below the Glover, because just anything like, oh, Glover, I'm in on it, but just read the fine print over here. I'm looking. I'm looking real hard at this picture I got here. I'm looking. What real does that hard. tell I, you? What? What? What is that? What is that I see under the word Glover with a nice little bouncy ball as the O? What is that word I see under there? See, because it says like, oh, limited, gr- uh, limited run, but just right above that, plush. Oh, plush, you say? Oh, I would. How has there ever been a Glover plush since? I have no clue. To which I would ask, why not? I mean, Glover's a probably not everyone's first go-to guess of like 3d character but all right got a glover plush i'm real tempted with this glover plush it would go good next to the kirby plush the binding of isaac plush the sack boy plush come on glover never has there been a more popular 3d platforming mascot in history of all games including bubsy and mario than a glover now, now I want a whole series of plushes done of of obscure like '90s like video game characters and like like Rystar. Star. Rystar Star would be nuts. <laughs> Rystar actually would be kind of nuts. I'm trying to think who else. There's a couple that they're they're gonna have to do. But Glover is a guarantee. What was that? What was that crocodile game? Croc. <laughs> Croc. It was Croc. Also, sitting ducks. Remember sitting ducks? Oh yes, sitting ducks. The classic TV show turned video game <laughs> tell me how i'm 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 letting you know right now this is a foreshadowing of what's going on but a couple days ago i was thinking man i pac-man adventure 2 for the super nintendo was a weird game i was like that game is very weird i remember is I remember that one on the pack i don't think that one's on the pac-man collection but no, I, I know I that it. game that's that one that one's that's like not even a pac-man game it's like a 2d no it's a how do i say it's you are a person that can determine it's sort of a it's so weird but it's you you is it pac-man 2 the new adventures is that what it's called that's what it's called with I the guess box the best... art where he's like on a paraglider yeah and it's okay eyes I know are bulging out i guess yes. the best way i could describe that game is you're a director and you can direct how the story goes like you can control what goes on with the entire game, like so. That, like I'll say this because I was like, "Wow, that game was very weird." And obviously, was coming up later on is very weird. But imagine they had a Pac-Man plush of that design. Oh, I was just gonna suggest that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure I knew that's where you were going, but I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna jump in there with the with the punchline and say, well, "Do they have a pu- plush of that?" <laughs> uh, maybe. Hopefully, I mean. There probably are Pac-Man plushes, but I want to know if exact. I wonder if there's ever merchandise for that game because that game was weird. And I kind of want to, I kind of want to get it physically, like complete, because I have it physically. I just want a complete set of it. it I do actually like the box art. It, there's something like very weird and strange mm-hmm. about it that I like. I, like the pack in time um, that's on the Pac-Man collection, which we haven't actually talked about here yet. Um, we're not going to today, but we will in the future. But Pack in Time has another really cool box art where there's like a little a version of Pac-Man that's being like thrown through like a swirling time vortex. And that mm-hmm. game is so weird and difficult. And one day I might like <laughs> give it another go. But as, as far as it goes right now, it's very hard. Um, that's an, like Pac-Man has so many games that you might not have heard of like Pac-Moto or Pac-Man Battle Royale. There's like a touch and roll Pac-Man and like a bunch of that stuff is on that collection. But I agree that uh, Pac-Man 2 the new adventures Pac-Man does deserve its own plush with the bulging eyes and the paraglider. And yeah, everything. <laughs> the paraglider. make it happen, Sega. 
I wonder if, I wonder if Glover would I be tempted it depends on how much the Glover plush is I'm anticipating like the $25 range but mm-hmm. I mean Kirby was like 30 and so was Isaac and Sackboy was like 25 I don't know Limited Run Games I don't know they're hitting it out of the park with some of this stuff lately <laughs> they had a plush for like the uh, the octopus thing from this mm-hmm. like Game Boy throwback Mr. Taco I think it was called um, not that long ago, and I'm kind of sad that I missed out on that, but, like, I can't be buying everything, so, yeah. yeah. We got a lot to talk about this week, don't we? A uh, couple things to talk about this week, not much compared to the last, like, two, three episodes, where, how, how many episodes we did of that whole week. Oh, I know, we did three episodes of just straight-up Summer Games Fest news. Um, we, we got a little more on the announcement front this week, but then we're going to talk about some Fall Guys here on Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure where there's been two Nintendo Directs since last we recorded, which is wild. Um, but before we get started, as usual, I am your host, Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Robert. How you been? Uh, say well, say well, have you been? I've been pretty good. Too many games, actually. I know last like last week I was saying, oh, we're about to be upon like this whole giant release schedule of things all coming out at once. And they did, in fact, all come out at once. And I'm very overwhelmed and I'm about to drop like a game. But, I mean, maybe I'll get to that during games. <laughs> I already <laughs> platinum Sonic Origins, Robert. Oh, man. That game, that barely came out. It did barely come out. <laughs> I already platinumed it. It's real good. Um, but we are going to save talking about that, specifically Sonic 3 and Knuckles, for another episode. Because, boy, do I got some thoughts that are very much all positive, except for, you know, the elephant in the room, which is the replacement music tracks on Ice Cap Zone. Uh, mm-hmm. The other ones I don't really, like, mind. But it's it's Ice Cap Zone that I think kind of ruins the, the tone of that level, despite it still being a great level. But... We had two Nintendo Directs since last episode, basically. Um, one of them is a Xenoblade 3 title Direct. I actually have not watched this because this game is so close to release, and I'm mm-hmm. planning on at least giving it a go. Um, so if we talk about Xenoblade Chronicles 3, it will be when the game actually comes out, and I have put a couple of hours into it. I guess the takeaway here is that I hope it's better than 2, which was essentially menus and clicking menus and leveling things up in menus and gotcha mechanics and it just didn't feel right to me there was Mm -hmm. also very little in 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 the way of giving you direction on where to go for certain side quests and stuff but we've discussed this um at length both on and off the podcast um so i won't bore our listener with (laughs) my complaints of xenoblade 2 so There was a Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase. Now, people get all up in arms about this because they didn't like the first one, which was actually the topic of our original test episode, um, where they had revealed some things that people weren't into, but also Shin Megami Tensei 3 and 5. Um, But people usually are pretty down on the the partner showcases because they think there's not going to be anything impressive. But what I think was impressive about this one is that they showed over 20 games in under 30 minutes. Um, so let's just rattle through these, some of them real quick, other ones a little more detail. Yeah. Um, first up, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, pretty much this is the launch trailer and the tease at more of what's coming in that first title update. I gotta say that they're making it difficult for me to continue to say I'm passing on this one, um, but I am. I might get it in the future when it's on sale, but there's no way I have the time to, to invest in, in a Monster Hunter game right now. But um, Rise continues to be probably the, the refinement of Monster Hunter. Um, it's cool to see some of the older ones, like seeding Basil Geese back uh, with this trailer and everything. And the trailer really does highlight how quick and fast-paced Rise is versus even World, which I thought was amazing um, when it first came out. I, I think that the series just continues getting better and better by making things less and less cumbersome. And, I mean, that goes for pretty much any game series. Yeah, it's sort of one of those things where I initially thought this was, like, really a a different one, like a new one, but it's obviously part of the whole, like, Rise franchise, which it's it's weird because this is still a Switch exclusive, right? It's PC, too. It's PC, okay, because if this was still a Switch exclusive, it's very weird that they keep it for this long because it seems to be, like... 
the preferred Monster Hunter game at this point. That yeah. everything else is like if you're a fan, you can go back and play some of the older ones, but if you're just starting off and you're kind of interested, this is the one to jump in on. And I don't know, do you think they'll they'll continue to keep having more and more like DLC later on because of how popular it'll get with like new people and just kind of having these old characters and like monsters come back in that sense? They're they're probably going to continue like it looks like they're going to continue this one for at least a year, which is mm-hmm. really cool. I just wish honestly that they would port it maybe to PlayStation, Xbox stuff like that because it mm-hmm. Like, graphically, it's fine, but it does look more like a Monster Hunter game than World, which by all means and purposes is also a Monster Hunter game. This one just looks more like you want it to. It looks very colorful. It's not drab or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I said, it'll be a while before I get to Sunbreak because i am just got too much on my plate right now. Uh, Next up, Nier Automata is coming to Switch with the new End of the Yorha edition. Now, I got thoughts on this game. I like everything about Nier except actually playing the game. <laughs> like exploration. But actually liking it. That's just sort of I like, like the I universe. Like it, but I don't <laughs> yeah, like and it. the story, the characters, all that stuff. But the game itself, I always found it to be a little meandering. Mm-hmm. Side quests were like well written, but like basically boiled down to a fetch quest where you go run around an empty map one place to another the combat which i was hoping would be more like metal gear rising was very disappointing upon when i finally played the game mm-hmm. um people will buy this there's new costumes in this for all the characters um and people generally like near but mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> i've got my issues um but <laughs> i'm trying to see if there's a game that i enjoy the the lore but not see i don't know because I, I really don't I really don't be out here being like, oh yeah, I like the lore, but I just I don't like the gameplay. That's that's a word because I don't I don't know how you can like I don't know I don't know how I feel about that one. Where it's just like because I'm still interested in playing it one day. There there is very few games where I don't like the gameplay, but I like the lore enough to keep playing. This is a very rare, unique scenario. There's been games where I love the gameplay but hate the lore or have no interest in the lore mm-hmm. that I've kept playing. Um, Diablo, for instance, is one of those things where I just do not care about what people are saying in the game. I just care about Diablo or, or Chaos Bane mm-hmm. in this case. Um, they're excellent combat systems that just is so... It's like it's like a Warriors game but easier even. Um, but there's more customization stuff like that. They also showed a new game from the team, I believe, that did sign our Wild Hearts called Lorelei and the Laser Eyes. This very much looks stylish and cool, um, but I can't gauge what kind of game it's going to be from the trailer. It does look like it's kind of going to be some sort of like visual, maybe like action adventure thing, but like a mm-hmm. slower paced one. Um, kind of falls in line with the other Annapurna games, but I don't have too much to say about it. Then they got into a segment on the Direct where they were kind of bringing back your classic characters. Super Bomberman R2 is coming out. I, l- I have the first Bomberman R for the Switch. Yeah. It was the game I got alongside with Breath of the Wild. It's fun. Didn't run super well on the Switch. So this one's like touting 15 players. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to pick this one up, but... That, remember that Super Bomberman R Online? Yeah, I do remember that, actually. I believe that they are already ending service for that. Um, really? Here. So, I mean, Bomberman doesn't mm. seem like it works in the space where you're just playing with people online. You know, tons and tons of people. Bomberman, to me, seemed more fun when it's like four to eight people in the same room kind of having a giggle over it. Because I, I played Bomberman R uh, in a group of four back in college and i did find that to be quite a blast but the online thing it was just you're so disconnected bomberman seems like a social game it's one of those scenarios where a course mario party the whole like map board online system is kind of weird too because some people are not going to stay for the full yeah. 20 30 40 minute game or some longer people, oftentimes yeah, longer that's not longer so I, I think what's best for online for games like that are just, like, quick games. Like, Mario Party also can just do quick party games and just, like, not a whole board, but just, like, a, a playthrough of just quick games. Like, three of them and then go from there. But most of the time, those games do not do very well as an online service. It has to be couch played and, like, everyone just huddled against the TV playing it. Because Bomberman seems to have been having that problem. 
and like in the case of Mario Party 2, it's a social game. You want to see whoever you're playing with get mad when something comes and knocks like three stars out of their inventory and they're like, well, there's no way I can win now. And then at the end of the game, they say, you got the reward for losing all your stars. Here's 20 stars. You win. (laughs) You win. It's like you win a trophy for, or how many people like move the least. And it's like, here you go. Here's a star for that. So (laughs) yeah, you want to see the reaction. So for same thing with Barman, you want to have that reaction of someone Either I know laughing. Bomberman is jump scares. It's like something will blow up and you won't even notice. You'll be like, ah! Yeah, that's what I'm so, so it, it just seems Bomberman's been having that problem. So the servers going down isn't a surprise. But for this one, I don't know. Uh, we'll see how well it does with amongst fans. You know, that's really yeah. kind of how they can see how it does there. If you're ever interested in Bomberman, Bomberman R is usually on sale. And it's probably very similar with up to 8 people versus 15. And honestly... 15 might be too much for, for Bomberman. <laughs> Capcom, on the most epic of roles that they are on, announced Mega Man Battle Network uh, Legacy Collection. This is a set of two Legacy Collection games that take the Game Boy Advance Battle Network RPGs and put them in, you know, together at last, finally re-releasing. Uh, this is exciting for me because uh, when I was a kid, I was really into the TV anime Mega Man NT Warrior that came on mm-hmm. like kids wb i think and those were based off the battle network games and i have like in storage tons and tons of actual comics i drew as a kid that are based on these versions of the characters so it's gonna be nice to i never really got into the games as much because i was very young and these are pretty hardcore rpgs for the game boy advance but i can't wait to get capcom's next giant compilation of of games because i have all the Mega Man legacy collections i got the street fighter i got the Mega Man x collections i got the fighting collection good on capcom for like seriously <laughs> oh i have Mega Man uh like zx collection too like it's amazing capcom real good Capcom. I mean, if they maybe they drop a Dino Crisis remake or something, Ooh. you know, that maybe would they could make just them, drop like, Dino Crisis on Plus at some point. <laughs> top tier, yeah, top tier, you know, company. But it got me. It got me thinking. Mega Man. Did that show ever had an animated series? Because Kirby, Sonic. Did Mega Man ever have yeah, an that's animated what I was, series? That's what I was talking about. The Mega Man then, NT Warrior. Oh no! There's someone. Someone else. I'm thinking. What else? Are you thinking, thinking of the old a, Mega Man show? That was based off, like, the first couple of games? I'm trying to... It's either that or I'm thinking of something completely else. This is, like, slipping my There was also a newer is. one that I never saw that was created by, like, the Ben 10 guy. Uh, I'm not, uh, what's, what's your take on that? What do people think about that one? Uh, I I don't think it was well-received, but Uh-oh. I've not personally seen it. See, you know, NT Warrior was good, though. <laughs> I'm, having a, I'm having a brain slip, and I, I'll probably remember after recording this, but I'm thinking about another. It's like, did they ever make a series based on that? entire video i want to know see like i said i forgot i'll probably remember way later well they had the they did have that older one they're like super fighting robots mega man <laughs> classic <laughs> classic <laughs> mega man oh, oh talk about the cover of the original mega man box art Ooh, the ugly mega Don't man we have that mega man bag they put that mega man in street fighter cross tech they did that was actually really funny which you know street fighter cross tech in which was I guess I like the lore of that game. Do not like the gameplay. I guess that's the one. I I guess that's mine right there. Like the lore. Do not like the gameplay. There we have it. We saw the mystery, but the gameplay. (laughs) You know who does have an animated series that's got quite the resurgence on online lately is Pac Man with that Pac Man and the Ghostly Adventures theme song that keeps getting circulated on online. Uh, We got Pac Man news. You foreshadowed at the top of the show. Pac Man World is being remade as Repack. This is actually really exciting. Um, I wonder how much this will cost because the Pac Man collection was like 20 bucks. So I'm like, maybe mm-hmm. this could be 20 bucks too. That would be awesome. But I'm actually really excited for this. I've never gotten to play Pac Man World. The only Pac Man type of game is, like I said, Adventure 2. And that's about it. That's all I really know about some type of like Pac Man going around RPG or like open world game like that that's all i really know i think the best pac-man game is pac-man arrangement that's that's all i gotta say about that there's were those pac-man <laughs> ps2 games that came out yeah like world 2 was a ps2 i think world one no world one was a ps1 game right 
There's there's like Miss Pac-Man Maze Madness was on PS2, but I had it for the Game Boy Advance. That was another Mm -hmm. like 3D platformer thing. Um, Yeah. Blunk is a game about a little deer and a little fox. It is a silent... Well, there's no text or dialogue or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like it seems like a little co-op adventure where you're doing like very light puzzle solving, kind of like a heartwarming story. Uh, This Mm -hmm. is done by... I don't know what the team is, but I know it's being published by Gearbox. Um, Gearbox Publishing seems to choose good stuff like Risk of Rain 2 and all that, but this game looked pretty darn cute. Not sure if yeah. it's something I would play, but maybe I'd watch a playthrough of it. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Kind of skimmed through it, but it, it, it looked... I don't know. That, that those type, I know there's some people that I know personally that I think would pretty find this one pretty interesting. They're about those like sort of story weird games. Kind of, mm. it, it's it's a very niche audience, but I think when people really enjoy those type of games, they really do would try any of them, and they seem to enjoy all of them. There might be something there that I guess like we're not seeing, or else I'm not seeing, and I, I should really try to find it because they just seem to really enjoy that type of like gameplay. Reminds me of a few other things too, like um. Kind of like It Takes Two in that whole, like, play mm. with somebody like that. Or, like, even those, like, dark pictures that one anthology game of the year. games. Yeah. Like, th- these these co-op games are seeming to, like, pop up more and more now um, without <laughs> feeling stagnant, I guess. <laughs> Why did I have the idea? Tell me right now. I had the idea of, of Dark Place, but as a detective, like, L.A. Noir-like game where you go around the hospital solving mysteries paranormal mysteries i love dark place ah dark place i don't know why that just came through like the idea just went through my head right now robbed of a second season i've robbed i say i mean they still could make it return to monkey island follow up to the classic point and click adventures um i i got excited that there was pirates but then i saw that it's like monkey island it's like nothing against monkey island but the point and click genre is like it's you know or One like, of those niche, you know, these side-scrolling audience. ones, like the classic LucasArts PC games, like that. But, you know, side-scrolling point-and-click stuff. But like I said, very niche audience. But when they like it, like they love it, like they yeah. they'll eat it up and try any of them. So I don't know, maybe there's something there that you got to try. There, there is one on PS Plus. I noticed, like the Return to Monkey Island or something. Maybe mm. one day I'll I'll give it a shot. But right now, like I said, too much stuff. <laughs> too much stuff. So. Mario plus Rabbid Sparks of Hope got an announcement date of October 20th, and mm. they showed a little bit of gameplay for this. Now, what I found interesting was that this does not seem, at least at glance, to have the, the same combat system as the first one where you moved around on, like, a grid and then you, you know, stopped and chose mm. an attack. It seems like this one's a little more freeform where you can go anywhere and, like, chain jumps and attacks off of each other. So I'm wondering if this is just a modification of that battle system or if they've rehauled the whole thing completely to make it, like, less like XCOM. But I appreciated what they showed. I'm still finding it a tad difficult to get excited for this one because Mm -hmm. um, the first one is a very well-made and lovingly made game. But... It wasn't my favorite. I've mm-hmm. actually not beaten it. I'm stuck on, like, the opera singer boss. It's one of those weird combinations that is not going to... It's not going to attract everyone. It's a very weird combination, like Rayman yeah. Rabbits and Mario. But for for me to hear that you have a problem with the difficulty and that you're stuck at a certain part is very strange to me that... So how... It's how how my mind works with the XCOM-style strategy game. This Mm -hmm. is, like, one of those things that I'm a little worried about with Midnight Suns because I'm planning on getting that. But it it takes a lot of dedication, I think, for me to invest Mm -hmm. in a a strategy game like this. Not your typical, like, tactics, but your, you know, XCOM, like, hide behind things or you might be, like, right in front of somebody and still miss even though you're at, like, point-blank range. It's dice rolls and stuff like that. But it does seem like this one's being touted as, like, more freeform and accessible. I don't know. I get that from the trailer, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you think this will be as successful as the first or more, and it could justify a third one? Or do you think they would end it with the second one? I don't know if they'll end it with the second one, but I think this one will be more... I think this one will probably review even high. Like, the first one reviewed high. I think this one will mm-hmm. probably review higher Surprising. and be played by more people. I think... 
it being a, a, a 70 or higher is surprising for that's that's is you know higher than what most people would have given it mm-hmm. an initial take on it so hopefully this one it's like these don't th- these things don't seem like they go well together but it's like so cool we'll see this is a one of those i guess we'll wait and see how well people take the combat change it maybe some people might like it some people may like be like no we want the old one back or the, the new one's better it kind of reminds me of you know uh a game that i played recently a certain uh certain game that takes place in colorado where they changed completely changed that type of combat where it's still the same but not really where some parts i enjoy and some parts i didn't enjoy from like the second one to the first one Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're talking about going from a Mario and Luigi-esque battle system to a Mega Man Network-esque battle yeah, system. Yeah, <laughs> because cause in, in the in the second one, in the first, it, it, it's like, I'll give this initial take. In the first one, you could heal, then do an attack, where in this one, you can only, like, heal or attack. You can't uh-huh. do both. It's weird when, like, games, like, RPGs do this a lot. Um, Final Fantasy games, even though they're not, you know, related to each other, will change up the battle system to where everything would kind of be... Like, the first ones were turn-based, and then the the next group of Final Fantasy games were turn-based, but everything was on a timer, so you could end up Mm -hmm. getting, like, two attacks out before the enemy attacked. And then they had Final Fantasy XIII, which was based on having sets of abilities that your characters used and you made little combinations with them that you could switch and it didn't even feel like a battle system almost it felt like you were just switching out auto battle tactics which is mm-hmm. like it was great for final fantasy 13 but i don't think i'd ever want to deal with that in any other game mm-hmm. but but this one we'll see it's one of those like i said we're gonna have to wait and see how how well it does yeah next up was little noah sign of paradise um all i got from this was like i like how it looks it's available now it's like 15 bucks i kind of want it i'm not gonna get it but what i got from it was like this looks exactly like lapis x labyrinth where you just are fighting things and coins are just shoot coins and jewels and gems are shooting out all over the screen it seems like one of those very satisfying games then i read about this game little noah that it is a roguelike but it is a chill and casual roguelike and i'm like where Mm. have i ever seen a chill and casual roguelike and now i'm like so much more interested because roguelikes are usually like viciously difficult things like isaac uh into the breach dead cells stuff like that is brutally difficult so i'm i'm a little curious about this one um as a shadow drop um i know it's side games they did like the dragalia lost the nintendo mobile game stuff like that so i mean seems like it's doing okay it showed railgrade railroad management sim could be very satisfying but i don't i don't think it's for me (laughs) and they showed this really cool game called rpg time the legend of right which takes place in a notebook so like everything is like drawn in a notebook and whether or not the game looks like fun or anything i do, I do appreciate a good unique art style like that it's not something we usually see but it's one of those scenarios where it's an rpg yeah there's I'm probably not... still some mechanics in there that are like yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, it's hard for me to get into a lot of RPGs because of something specifically that came at the end of this direct. But we'll get to that in a minute. Sonic Frontiers <laughs> is coming to Switch. Now, Sonic I had heard footage. this, but I can't... I mean, I know. So, like, here's the problem with Sonic Frontiers. They were holding back footage, and then they had IGN showing footage of, like, one thing at a time. Like, day one, here's how Sonic moves around the world. Day two, here's how Sonic attacks around the world. Mm-hmm. They never really tied it all together. And what this trailer did for me was they tied it all together. They really showed everything in action at once. And I thought the game, I thought this was the best showcase of the game they've had yet. After this whole entire month, this one trailer, it showed the little levels you can go into that aren't part of the open world. It showed seamless combat and movement, traversal, all that stuff together. And now Mm -hmm. I'm like, now I'm excited for Sonic Frontiers. Wondered, I don't know, it's one of the things where even if Sonic doesn't do well critically and like normally like which is i guess casual people wise i think it'll stu- still do very well amongst yeah. fans like people will still play it, even if it's because it's one of those weird things where sonic the franchise no matter how where it goes it'll have a fan base and it will enjoy no matter what it is as for this one in particular uh i'm not gonna get it on the switch i <laughs> i do not think it would be a good idea for me to get no, this one on the switch i don't um, think so <laughs> Um, I definitely want the frame rate for for a Sonic game. 
And Sonic Colors did have some issues on on the Switch that weren't in the PS4 version. But hey, Sonic Colors has a lot of issues on the PS4 version too. Issues having to do with the game itself. <laughs> Issue number um, one, like how you don't like it for for I th- would honestly say pretty good reasons. Yeah. Issue number one, best 3D Sonic ever. But there's like five total minutes of 3D Sonic gameplay in Sonic Colors. So I mean. I go. I'd rather go. I'd rather go play some Sonic Unleashed before I ever play Sonic Colors. I'd I'd go play Sonic Three and Knuckles again. That game is amazing. <laughs> Disney Dreamlight Valley. It's like almost Animal Crossing, but Disney. And you go and you solve all the Disney characters' problems, and you hang out with the Disney oh, characters. Oh, this one. I thought it was some Kingdom Hearts game. I was like, what is this? Oh, imagine it's a stealth Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> imagine. Uh, actually. I don't mind. See, this is Disney, right? Yeah. Where's the Haunted Mansion? You know, never discount the fact that they could show up in this. It seems like this one has everything in it. So, I'm just saying. <laughs> don't no. discount the fact that that might show up. Haunted Mansion's been Haunted getting Mansion. a resurgence in popularity. So. It better, see, it's justified for in order for it to get a remake. I'm telling you, the PS2 version, it's going to get a remake. Come on, Sega. <laughs> Next up, we had Live Alive, which is that remake of that old uh, RPG from Square Enix in the HD 2D style. It's got a demo. I haven't played the demo yet, but I'm mm-hmm. interested in Live Alive. I hear it's very hard, but like I'm all for more games being like redone with HD 2D, like your Octopath Traveler your Triangle Strategy, because I think it's a very beautiful pixel art style. And I know people have their issues with each game individually, but I would love to see, like, a Final Fantasy, like, six remade in this style. I think that's what the Pixel remaster should have been, but I know it would have taken a long time. I know they're doing, like, Dragon Quest three, but, you know, Live Alive, time travel, eight-character story, stuff like that. I don't know if it's exactly eight or time travel, but I know you go mm-hmm. to, like, different periods of time. Um, maybe I'll try the demo. Maybe I won't. Um, Doraemon, Story of Seasons, kind of like a... I think these are like farming games, but like Doraemon's pretty cool. Always nice to see him uh, represented in the in the states or in America somehow. Um, I remember Disney XD had shown like the Doraemon anime for a while. Um, Digimon? No, Doraemon. I definitely <laughs> don't think Disney XD ever showed Digimon. That was like Fox Kids. Fox Kids, Fox Kids showed Digimon, and then like UPN showed no. Digimon Frontier. No. Disney had they had JetX. No, they had JetX. JetX. They've had to. But was Digimon on JetX? It had to. I feel like it, it had to be. Maybe. I don't think it was. I know like Dino Thunder was on there and like Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go, but I don't ever. I don't know if Digimon was. Because I remember we'll Fox see. had Digimon and then UPN had Frontiers, aka the yeah, best it was probably season. Fox. You know, I'm probably thinking I'm probably thinking of a completely different show. But I, I, for some reason, I thought JetX showed Digimon for some reason. Actually, Disney XD started showing Yu-Gi-Oh sevens. <laughs> did they? They did like, in English, <laughs> like, like a couple uh, of weeks ago, I think. C C W Kids showed like five Ds, and then like they barely showed like Zexel, and then they stopped. Like I I can never find Yu Gi Oh ever on like TV. Then it got moved again. to like Cartoon Network or something, right? Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, Minecraft Legends. They showed more of that. I have nothing to say on Minecraft Legends. It's 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 not for me. We talked about this from the Xbox thing. See, it's just <laughs> it's it's more uh, Minecraft esque stuff. I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for like a 4K update for Minecraft for like, because it's obviously for it was for the Xbox One X, so why not Series X and PS5 have a 4K version? Oh, I'm tracing. sure it'll come. Like you could get the ray tracing stuff they had going on yeah, with that's Minecraft what I'm try- I'm on consoles. Like if Bethesda can put mods onto their games, then I'm sure you know Microsoft or Mojang can can on theirs. So, but uh, yeah, it's Minecraft. Dragon Quest Treasures looked cool, mostly because it was not turn-based. Because I'm not into Dragon Quest's, like, type of turn-based. So Mm -hmm. I like the idea that this one didn't seem like that. Um, Am I going to get this? It remains to be seen when there's so much other stuff in, like, the fantasy setting coming out for me. Um, So there's that. Portal Companion Collection Shadow Dropped. It has mm-hmm. the first two Portal games. It's like 13 bucks right now. That's pretty good for <laughs> two games I mean, considered Portal, to be yeah. like top notch. These are games that most people would consider like their favorite game of all time. 
Like yeah. this is stuff that they would pay sixty dollars full price for each one. Gladly. Yeah. I saw tweets saying, "How is this thirteen bucks? I'd have paid like fifty bucks for it." I'm like, okay. Well, don't tell them that, and then they're gonna be yeah. like, "All right, you said so." <laughs> yeah. Um, I've played the first Portal. I've beaten the first Portal on Mac, and I played like a little bit of Portal Three back Portal on the two. PS3. Three. Or Portal, yeah, Por- Portal Two. Sorry, there's, three. there's no such thing as Portal Three. <laughs> it's up there with Half Life three. three and the things that ain't never coming out. <laughs> I was like, there's a third one? Alright, sign me up. Yeah. I mean, oh no. I, I, see, I'm confusing it with, uh, was it Half-Life Alex? I think Half-Life it was. Half-Life Alex, like, techi- yeah. No, that's technically, that's technically the like the VR not, spinoff. Yeah. yeah, it's a VR spinoff. It's not the third. They're like, oh, it's the third one. It's not the third one. After that, Harvestella, Square Enix's take on Animal Crossing, I guess. Um, It looks beautiful. Like, the beach part? Oh my god. But I'm kind of like, actually, you know what? I am into the idea of like, 3d third person animal crossing but also like combat i am kind of into that <laughs> idea but um let's get to the big news persona games weren't confirmed for switch before this direct mini now they are five four and three my pretty much my top three games ever and the reason that the rpg ruiner as i call them like they're so good that it ruined all other rpgs for the most mm-hmm. part for me except like mainline smt um, but I still think, you know, Persona 5 is better than any of the mainline SMTs. Um, now I'm like, do I get these for Switch or PS5, or do I get both? And I know P5R is coming physical for PS5 and Switch. It's like uh, uh, lots of content here, a lot of memorable gameplay, characters, setting, story, lore, everything about, you know, start start with Persona 3 Portable. It's probably going to come out, like, second or last because five hours coming out first but like mm-hmm. such a defining game for me it's when i like the first time i played persona 3 portable and got hooked on it i was like oh wow this is such a cut above you know the final fantasy games i had played before that which is like ff4 and 7 and any other rpg it's the 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 idea of persona is give the smt press turn system where you can keep attacking if you hit a weakness and add Mm. Pokemon to it. And instead of evolving Pokemon, you put two of them together to make a new one and throw in a little, you know, life sim with it and, like, mix it with dungeon crawling. Persona 3 has one giant dungeon where 4 and 5 have more, you know, individualized maps. Um, And you've got a whole bunch of good stuff. Uh, More on Persona when when i replay them <laughs> replay <it. laughs> the japanese direct got a, a monster rancher kaiju game that has like ultraman kaiju in it i'm like why don't we what? get that <laughs> see it's one of those things where I, I i really hope where they just release every every region i know regions should get i don't know it's like one of those like yeah regions whatever but like I want to play that, so why can't I play that? I know, it's Monster Rancher, but it Ultraman Kaiju? That's awesome. <laughs> I ain't trying to like be like, oh, just make I ain't trying to like make it a Japanese. I just want to play it on my account. Like I don't want to go through the hassle of all that. Yeah, and give us custom robo on Nintendo 64 online, even though that was Japan only. They, they added Pokemon Snap, finally. <laughs> oh, forgot Pokemon Snap. Yeah, um... That was the direct. Overall, very good for a mini direct partner showcase. That seemed like a maxi direct. I'm like... Yeah, it's pretty good. I I think we've actually had worse, like, major directs. There's been worse general directs in the past. Yeah, Yeah. so, like, this is pretty good. Yeah. But, uh, no GTA 6, Robert? See, I'm gonna say that every time. So, every time we... This is gonna be an inside joke, but every time, every time, without doubt, without question, we go to an entire PlayStation, Xbox, whatever it could be, and they'll tell people, no, this isn't a, a first party, this isn't a third party, this, there'll be none of this, we won't talk about it. They'll clearly indie say, we games, will not talk only about indie this. Games. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll have people in the chat being like, GTA 6, GTA 6, and be genuinely disappointed when they God don't announce Ragnarok GTA 6. release date. Where's the God of War Ragnarok release date? Yeah, it's just like clearly 
they just don't look into it because if you look, obviously, people who host these events, they'll tell you straight up, we will not be announcing this game. We will not, or this will be this type of direct or this type of showcase. We will not be showing these type of games. And they'll just be like, GTA 6. So now, so like anytime there's an event, it could be for anything. It could be a, like the, you remember that when PS5 had that weird event where it technically didn't show the console, but it was just talking about like, the specs, the specs and, and everything, like, yeah. I, I, I if, if see, if we went back in the day, I'd be on there like GTA Six. Where's GTA Six? <laughs> hey man, but I don't know about expectations anymore because the state of play. They said you know temper your expectations. Ain't gonna be anything that big. Then they show Street Fighter, uh, Resident Evil Four, Final Fantasy Sixteen. I'm like, I thought Actually, you guys said this wasn't gonna be massive. <laughs> what, what was crazy? The one I thought that. It, it just proves the don't expect everything you hear like they could just like someone could just either lie or they just they won't show it is a uh, when the xbox are having their case a lot of people were being like banjo kazooie is for sure going to be that there's going to be something there and nothing happened i believed the banjo kazooie rumors more than the persona rumors i said ah oh, the persona persona thing is is rumor but there's no way there was going to be no way until, until, obviously, they show it. And so that's my thing, like, where I don't get it. I really don't. Where it's, that was somewhat, quote-unquote, confirmed Banjo-Kazooie, but they didn't show it. So it's one of those things where just don't, ex- I don't know. It's where, even if it's somewhat announced, don't expect it. And obviously, always expect the unexpected. But when it comes to something like GTA 6, where obviously, like, that's a, really popular franchise and that will be a major announcement i don't think rockstar would announce it at like a showcase they'll just announce it at yeah their own it'll time. be it'll be their own thing because that's what they did with five they yeah. did it like rdr2 exactly if five. i remember correctly yeah they they're saying that if on the website they'll tell you that like we're having something announced please like stay you know stay put we're gonna announce something little do we know they'll probably announce some new dlc for gta online next time they have an announcement <laughs> Oh, man. One last little piece of news this week, Robert. Jane Foster, the mighty Thor, the the female Thor, has been added in as a new character to Marvel's Avengers, the video game. I have played this character for about 10 minutes, uh, and I can confirm this is Jane Foster, the mighty Thor, the female version of Thor in the Marvel's Avengers, the video, the game. Uh, And that that is all I got to say about that. It was uh, yes, Mighty Thor, the female Thor, Thor of all, Thor, the God of Thunder, Thor, that Thor, the one and only. Well, now we can't say the one and only because there are two. The other, other Thor, the Mighty Thor. Thor, just end it with Thor. Yes, not the Thor from God of War Ragnarok. This is the Thor that's Natalie Portman, who also played Padme in. Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. I forgot about that. They, She did it. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, every week we like to do a little segment we call Pokemon Drip before we do a Nintendo Direct rumor that is that has been written and delivered. Uh, today we're looking at Blaine from Let's Go Pokemon, uh, Pikachu and Eevee. Mm-hmm. And... Blaine is a fire-type gym leader. His his gym is in a volcano, basically. It's, like, at a volcano. Um, So he's going for the mad scientist vibes. Now, I know what you're going to say. You're probably thinking the same thing I'm thinking of looking at Blaine here. You're thinking of another character. I was thinking that his his outfit is nothing special. But, yeah, you, you kind of... I was already expecting, like, thinking that, too. So you got me. I was thinking it without even saying it. Yeah. <laughs> he was thinking of Eggman, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Dude looks like an Eggman fanboy. Um, I like his tie. The tie actually really works. Um, Blaine's gym is weird. It's like a quiz show thing. So he's like mm-hmm. a mad scientist quiz show guy, but his gym is on a volcano. Um, I think the tie is really cool, but Blaine's whole that, look doesn't it's really. Like, that's it. I think Eggman does the you know mad scientist deal better than Blaine. But he doesn't have a cool tie. Imagine Eggman with a really cool tie. Yeah, but like everything else about him is cool. Like if you look at Eggman, everything else is cool. But this is just like just the tie is really cool. That's it. Like everything else is pretty much simple, and it's just not. There's nothing really there. It's just kind of yeah. It's just simple. It's just like yeah. It's it's what it's a, it's what gets me though is that aside from the tie, 
nothing screams fire type gym leader to me. And that is, I think, the greatest problem with the design of Blaine from the drip standpoint. Like, if we Mm -hmm. want our characters to tie in thematically with the gym they are representing, that ties the only thing I have to, to differentiate Blaine from... A, a a scientist trainer or a professor it's it's one of those things where like i said, i usually say that going back I, I enjoy some of the outfits later on but this one i don't think i'll come back and be like yeah i enjoy it it's just yeah it's just the only thing you can say positive is the tie but nothing else screams like fire type it's just tie. he's like a gerald robotnik robotnik's father almost basically he does actually he he could even be like a mega man villain yeah like a dr wiley <laughs> he could be dr wiley's like third cousin or something i think head cannon dr wiley this guy and and eggman are all cousins from a distant relative you heard it here first folks that's the new we're timeline we're connecting the new pokemon timeline now i like blaine as a character and i hate to be mean so i'll say two badoofs out of five yeah, it's the tie. The tie gives it two, but other than that, yeah. it's not. It is a very cool tie. On. I like how it looks like flames. Get it? Because he's a fire jump. Anyway, our Nintendo Direct rumor is for. Well, let me find it on this paper. There it is. Really small. A new Souls like in the Earthbound slash Mother universe, featuring gritty realism and psychic powers. We talking Batman gritty, or we talking like, probably like any Nintendo. other Souls game. Or Sekiro, stuff like that. You know, there was always, like, kind of some kind of, like, griminess to all of those. Where it's, like, very... You you know this world's been torn apart. I'm having... Like, Earthbound seems like it would be a cool idea for this. Because the designs of the enemies in Earthbound are very quirky. Like, I imagine an Earthbound game would have an enemy that's, like, uh, a flying ceiling fan. Or, like, an ATM with, like, a face or something. Like, Earthbound does strange things like that with its enemies. I would I would see if if I had an enemy design in 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 that franchise I would probably do a cone that is only sentient on Tuesdays and only on like the third hour of the day. I'm not even tripping. That actually sounds like something that I think is in Earthbound already. Exactly. A I feel like it's only, <laughs> it's only it's sentient Tuesday on the today, Tuesday so on the third the hour. Con- yeah. <laughs> Glover could be a nice enemy for for an Earthbound Souls game. Now if this is. Let's say this is like a Mad Max scenario where uh-huh. it's that type of gritty. <laughs> now I can see a sentient rock that's only sentient on a Wednesday on the fifth Ooh. hour. You thought it was bad enough on Tuesday. Wait till you get to Wednesday. <laughs> Wait till you get to Wednesday. Or Actually, what maybe, about a camo? Maybe there's a pumpkin, camo. but it. It, okay. it, it's got vine arms and vine legs, like the Fall Guys mm-hmm. pumpkin costume, but it's walking around. And he's only active, get this, on Thursdays. Hmm. And it could have the old Earthbound mechanic, too, of, like, you haven't visited home or called your parents in a while, so now you'll start to get homesick. Like, that seems like something that would be in a Dark Souls game, a homesick status effect, which is a total thing in Earthbound. Does it? Yes. <laughs> what the? All right. Uh... Full disclosure, Earthbound was that quote-unquote secret game I said I was playing. I have not actually gone back to play any more of that because it's <laughs> it's taxing. But there is no. a homesick status. What if it's this Earthbound game is so meta that it's only playable on a leap year on the 6th hour? On, on, February, on, on February 29th on a leap year. Exactly. For so such a small little window, the 6th hour. Here's your chance, gamers. Don't miss it. I imagine they actually... I feel like, here's the thing, is uh, I think that's possible. I don't think they, they'd be opposed to doing something like that. I mean, there's a game called The Stanley Parable where I believe there's an achievement for not playing the game for five years and then playing the game. Interesting. Very interesting achievement. I mean, but most of the time, they just they just mess with the internal clock. Ah, oh, yeah. That's I remember, like, I'm pretty those. sure you were able to do that with the Twisted Metal trophy to get... A win a day online for 30 days straight but i did it legit because i didn't want to be messing with the clock on the playstation all the time that's a very hard trophy mm-hmm. um but yeah earthbound souls like i think it works and you know what you could call this i mean you could only call it one thing robert i was to call it earthbound santian rock that's only a santian <laughs> on a wednesday on the third hour on the fourth hour <laughs> one correction there 
Earthbound Spirits, rock that is only sentient for one day of the week, and that is Wednesday on the sixth hour. The movie, the game, the series, the show, the book, the comic, for the Switch. Anyway, we got something big to talk about this week uh, for our game section here. Fall Guys had its official launch on Switch and Xbox and relaunch mm-hmm. on the PlayStation family of consoles and Epic Game Stores as a free-to-play title, and it brought along with it a whole bunch of new stages and changes to the shop system. But today, I think we should focus on the seven new stages and just give some quick initial impressions on what mm-hmm. I think is probably their most well-rounded and impressive set of levels since ever. Like, I think this is like... In a unique spot where I've liked all of the new levels. I think this is probably... I think the last time, the last update that I enjoyed was probably maybe the jungle season. Or what season was? There's another season that I... Also, the like the... The like uh, the future? Like, the future one was future season really was pretty Yeah, it was pretty Had good. I think great. it was the last times I remember enjoying the new seasonal update. Yeah, um, season six had a lot of stages that were kind of ragey. Um, Mm -hmm. with, you know, collision with people and pipes going through pipes and full tilt is a whole thing. There's still some days when I can't get through full tilt without getting, you know, full tilt. Ah, Appropriately named. Um, But this new set of levels is great. It is the Stadium Stars season. This is the official relaunch. Um, uh, So we'll, we'll talk about cosmetics and the overhaul of the shop system Mm-hmm. at another time because fall guys is something we often come back to but we like to go over new stages when a, when a season drops the first level we'll look at is track attack this is the one that is one lap it is a one lap one okay it is staying on top the game it's mm-hmm. a sonic level the bottom might be less dangerous but it's slower Whereas the top is full of tricky jumps and bumping into people, getting knocked off accidentally, but it will get you there so much faster than anything that the bottom has to offer with speed with a new obstacle and these little speed gates that you can go through. I really like this level, but I like it more when you start in the front of the group instead of in the back. Yeah. Because if you start in the back, you staying on top is gonna be a problem. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it, 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 it's a big risk, big reward. You can risk it, obviously, going, you know, to the top. But if once you fall and you and you let's say get knocked down and you keep getting continuously knocked over and over by like a stampede, then obviously you're in the last place, which is not good. Because it's very this one is sort of you can only fall a few times before it's one of those like yeah you're not gonna make it. Yeah, um, definitely not the hardest fall guys level mm-hmm. to play but that works against you as well because if it's not the hardest level it's not going to be hard for most other people who are running the level as well and if you figure mm-hmm. out how to stay on top and you can get on you know stay on top you know 90 percent of the time the level comes up you're probably going to be in the first three people that cross the finish line um mm-hmm. most of the time that i've managed to stay on the top i've hit first place no problem so um it's just a matter of keeping on top well, I mean, the other, you're good at playing this game. Yeah. Well, I, I play a lot. Anyway, the next racing level they had is Track Attack. This is two laps, and mm-hmm. this one is essentially don't miss any of the speed gates because they're, it's hard to miss them, but like if you miss one, most people aren't going to miss them, and you're, you're going to go really slow compared to everybody else. There's a lot of little parts where you have to jump through them and everything, but like... It boils down to don't miss the speed gates. Yeah, it's... I guess you can mess up here and there. There's a lot of times people do mess up, but... You'll get hit by some bars every now the and speed. then. Yeah. yeah. Missing the speed Just gate is like... Don't do it. It's crucial to hit all the speed gates. Because <laughs> these are one of those... It's not... Diff- it's Everyone else is obviously doing it too, so don't expect people to not use it. Everyone's doing it. So obviously if you're not using it, you're going to get last place all the time. And I, I do like this better than Short Circuit, which is the two laps level from back in the future season, because that always seems like a very slow and, like, obstacle-filled level, whereas this mm-hmm. one really does feel like the race that I think they wanted the other one to feel like, and I think it's owed in part to those speed gates being very well-placed, timed almost, to, like, when mm-hmm. you're done with one, you'll be going through another. Um, the only thing that would slow you down is, of course, the thing that always slows you down 
hitting an obstacle or hitting another player. And it can get mm-hmm. a little dicey on this one. <laughs> so um, I do think it's a great level, though. I think I'd like this one um, even better than, than Track Attack. The next level is one that often ends very quickly. It is called the Swiveler. It is a giant ring mm-hmm. you run around. There are um, rotating bars and the little things you have to hop over and hammers. And there's a fan that's chasing everybody. Now, the fan usually doesn't ever knock anybody off because everything else tends to knock people off very quickly. And even a week into the re-release, this is still ending quicker than any other match of Fall Guys is for me. Yeah, it's one of those where even I, like, going at what we consider the the proper technique, just keep running, don't look back, and, you know, just try to avoid getting hit. Even where it's a minor mistake and I get hit, it'll, like, just completely throw me off. Like, I've had it where the pole will swing down and just throw me off without, like, all force, full force, just off the map. And obviously there's other times where it just bumps me and I just fall and I just have to get back up. But this is one of those where I don't think there is any sort of skill. It's just sort of, it's all really by chance. Yeah, it's basically don't let anything hit you and you should be fine because... Logic would state that somebody's going to get hit by something here with twenty point. people flying around. So yeah, it's very. It's a good serious. way to get. It, I mean, it's a nice palate cleanser after a longer race round because it's over quicker than it's. It's over in ten seconds most of the time. Mm-hmm. I like the swivel though. It's pretty cool. I've, I I don't lose much at it. What I do lose a little more at is bounce party. Um, I've mm-hmm. lost a few times to bounce party because people are are of course starting to figure out you know a lot of the tricks about bounce party this is a level where you are hopping on bounce pads that it like a sonic game will take you higher and higher with each bounce and you have to jump through hoops that either give you one or two points the goal is to get 15 and the problem once again like all other fall guys stages is bumping into people because like Mm -hmm. we learned back with freezy peak when someone bumps into you you're not going to be able to continue with the same momentum you're gonna you're gonna have to bounce on the pad again it's like the fans in freezy peak if somebody bounces on you it's going to take a while for you to come back up um this gets chaotic but i think we're still at a point where you can win slowly and deliberately and still mm-hmm. be all right but i can see this becoming a, a problem in in a couple of weeks <laughs> yeah it's sort of my initial take on it obviously is always go for gold but since everyone else is going for it i just stay where most people tend not to go which are the just the common blue ones and then wait for those gold patterns that are very easy to obtain like they're on platforms or you know there's like three there's like two in a row yeah eventually you're gonna have a a set of three one point ones that are in a stack on a platform you could just jump on through them Mm -hmm. so there there are ways to mitigate it but like everybody else is going to start going for those things too but i'm starting to see a lot of like oh i'm finishing very close to the end now whereas last week i was like i'm like first or second but uh we'll see how you know bounce party evolves over the season um volleyfall now Mm -hmm. there is something about this as a one against one mode i do think this is very good it's preferable than the other ones that we've had you can get this on duos and if you're playing with somebody you're not talking to it gets it's not good (laughs) because you are both going to go for the thing and i was like i lost a match with a duos partner random the other day doing one of the challenges because i was like i was trying to taunt to let them know that i got this because it was coming for me but like they still Mm -hmm. go for it so it's like this is one you either play solo and it's fine or play duos with somebody who you are you know talking to it's it's one of those things where people need to understand when you're playing with a different player you don't have to be the one that is the reason you won the game it's a if it's a team-based game obviously it's whoever's playing as a team is going to succeed because if you play as an individual in this in this sense and just in general but in this sense it's sort of like if you try to get every score you're gonna get in someone's way you're gonna hurt the team and you are you know like oh i'm I'm gonna get all these points they're gonna thank me but it's just like you're kind of getting in my way yeah it's like if the ball is coming to me and i'm getting ready to jump at it i'm like lining myself up you can see your co-op partner lining themselves up under the thing then don't you know jump Mm -hmm. 
it's like so i i prefer it as a as a one-on-one game especially compared to the other one-on-one game button bashers which i've never been a fan of this seems a little more fair to anybody who's playing because it's it's Mm -hmm. not it's not go around searching for some random light that came on this is like you will see where the ball will fall at sometimes Mm -hmm. you won't be able to get there fast enough but most of the time you'll have a good you know way of no knowing where everything is at and and i do i do like that i i I was a little skeptical at first of molly fall but i i I quite enjoy it then we have two new finals the first Mm -hmm. is blast ball it takes place on a circular ring and the pieces will eventually start to fall out of it as usual with a fall guys final um but the idea is to pick up a little blast ball that makes a little squeaky noise and throw it at an enemy after a few seconds it'll puff out a blast of air and send fall guys who are close to it flying this is like it's such a good final but i'm having trouble winning now <laughs> like remember i was winning a lot on, on the first day but here mm-hmm. we are a week later and now i'm like oh people know the strategies for blast ball like the the way to throw when to throw how to aim it um i do think it's like one of the more unique finals we've seen because it's actually pitting the players against each other yeah it's not it's one of those where i think most of the time it just really sucks because you got people obviously teaming without really realizing it oh yeah and then it's one of those things where you can't favor if you see it's one of those things where in this game mode you if you see an opportunity you take it and i'll just say that where don't don't think this guy is not going to go after you always assumes he's going to go after you and just always take the opportunity because i know they're they're not going to be like oh they didn't go out for me so i'm not going to go get them no they're just going to go get you so just it's like if there's three people left you and two others it's just like start throwing whatever you can get wherever you can throw it because they're probably going to do the same thing to the other two people as well exactly but for a final i think it's really impressive that there's one where it's actually like a competitive like not a shooter per per se but it's like one of those things where you're trying to like attack other people it's not something we generally say in fall guys it's like a game of dodgeball true now the other final i do like this one a little bit better but this is the more stressful final probably the hardest final in the game at this point aside from like a royal fumble which i actually got to show up once this week this is hexa ring think hexagon or more specifically thin ice on a rollout ring um thin ice because there are three layers this ring that you have to kind of stay on top of gets to the point where it's so fast you either need to Mm -hmm. run straight or diagonally for a little while diagonally helps with cutting people off because if it's if it's later on in the match when the thing is going really fast and somebody has to jump they're gonna lose so much of their momentum in the jump that they might not be able to recover from it with how fast the the roller is going very stressful it's one of i don't know it's one of the things where if everyone played the smart game just don't go side to side just run play run in place and just keep at it in your area but you know people they think oh, I'm, a, I'm i'm fast enough to run side to side and then like start doing my like no like once you start running side to side at the point where the thing's going too fast for you you're just gonna fall so i think the smart way is side to side at the beginning but then you just pick a spot where no one's at and then you just you know just keep going at your pace and keep running forward yeah i, I always start side to side and then there's a just a moment where you know it's going too fast and then you're like nope the only time i'll move at all at that point is if i need to move because there's a jump or if somebody's close enough to me where i think i can make a move to cut them off to where they have to jump because once you have to jump once and you're going straight and this thing is going Mm -hmm. too fast you are putting yourself in a a very bad position where you're like i'm gonna have to jump again because it's so fast that i'm not going to be able to catch up to the next thing i've been standing on this platform too long so hexaring like i said stressful takes some strategy i do like it though i do like this final i think it's very cool better than hexagon which i've never it's a really fair been final a huge fan yeah, I yeah think it's one very of fair very fair finals and since there's a lot of new people and stadium stars show is the first thing you know a ton of people are going to play this is people's first experience with the final so it'll it'll be one of those ones that um people get better at over time so those are the new stages i do have to say that they are all very enjoyable and i'll miss the stadium stars specific show when it goes off on like 
I don't know, it's before this episode goes up. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously those rounds are all going to be inserted into the main show. They already are. So um, a lot of new costumes to discuss in, in future episodes and stuff. But uh, yeah, the Fall Guys free-to-play launch. Uh, they totally fixed that PS5 invite issue as well. So you should be able to be invited to my game on the PS5 version. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think they did. Oh No, I think they fixed it in a patch yesterday. No, because I tried to play it last night and it didn't work. PS5 oh, still does not work. Yeah, it still doesn't work. It wouldn't let somebody invite you to their game? Nope. Oh, well, one day, one day, Mediatonic, one day. But yeah, there's a lot more to talk about with Fall Guys besides costume, like the bench, but we'll get to that. But for right now, Robert, would you say we've done an episode? Yeah, that's your wrap-up this week. Alrighty. As always, we want to thank you so much for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Markers on the Map and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our Podbean site. Please leave a five-star rating. Uh, So for right now, there's not much left to say, except you know what I'm going to say. Falling on the field, baby! And that was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Later.